0: Welcome back again to the Sam Wardrop Show. Another individual episode. And this time it's going to be on off season for footballers. What what they what they should be doing, what I would recommend, and the best plan of action for you during your off season. How to get go about getting really kind of fine tuned for pre season with your team. But also for next season. Uh this camera looks a bit squint. Hopefully it's okay because I am very comfortable. I have a hot chocolate because I've had two coffees already today. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I've reduced my previous caffeine intake from about four or five coffees to now only, this is per day, I had severe anxiety. Not severe anxiety, but I had anxiety and I was just wired all day. Whereas now I have one or two and I don't have my first coffee until after 9am. And honestly, it feels amazing. I appreciate coffee so much more. Shit. That's fucking hot. And I have a chocolate. All thanks to G4 Claims, who I am once again in their beautiful studio. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. If you're not, you can just hear me eat the chocolate and drink the hot chocolate. So, thank you to G4 Claims. Mmm. That's some good chocolate. So, before we go any further, you guys don't know. I'm sorry, this is probably not good to hear in the microphone, me chewing. I'm going to eat it fast. It's like some, what's it called? SMR? Chew? Disgusting. Okay, so, you'll know that the biggest sponsor of this podcast is, in fact, the player programme and the pre preseason program Those are the two programmes that, when players buy them, it allows me to... Spend time creating content. It allows me to spend time making podcasts. It gives me more free time to make more free content that will impact more people, um, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, or podcast episodes. So thank you for thank you to the players who do come on board. And honestly, I'm not just saying this, but there hasn't been one player yet that hasn't enjoyed the programs that I've given out. I'm extremely responsive in terms of. If you're working with me close, one-to-one in the player program, or even if you're working with me a little bit more remotely, like in the pre-preseason program, the minute you have a question, you can, like, I will answer it within the day, pretty much guaranteed, either through WhatsApp, either through a Zoom call, either through email, DM, whatever it is, whatever way you find easy to contact me, I see every single message that people send me, and I always reply as soon as I can. Anyway, we're going to talk about off-season for footballers. Getting started. So right now, you'll be coming to the end of a pretty long season, hopefully. You've played a lot of games. And I want to tell you the two things that I would do. The first thing is, take some days off. You have to take some days off. Now, the second thing is, it depends how much you've played. Okay, so if you're a football, if you're a player who has played every single league game this season, or near enough, every single game, uh, cup games and league games, if you've trained pretty much every session throughout the full season, I want you to take a minimum of between five and ten days off. Oh, master coffee machine. Five and ten days off because your body and your mind need time to relax. Okay? Essentially, see it as a time that you're going to get your annual service, okay? Because football is pretty much annual all year round, apart from a couple of weeks in the summer, maybe a few weeks at winter. Your body needs to just come back to base, relax. Because the intensity of football training and football games, oh my God, all sorts of noises going off here, is crazy intense. The amount of stress you put through your body is very high, which is why players don't make it past generally the age of 35, 40, because it is so intense. So to ensure your longevity in the game, to ensure you don't burn out next season, to ensure you have a really good season, you feel energized throughout the full year, take take five to ten days off, or seven to ten days if you've played... If you've had a heavy schedule, take that amount of time. If you haven't had a he- heavy schedule, maybe you've played half the league games, maybe you've played half the season, maybe you've trained half the season, you still need time off, okay? Mentally as much as anything. And what you'll find is, if you do take those days off, so if you've if you're if you've not had as... as, as if you, Oh my God, I can't speak. If you've not had a, a schedule as heavy as someone who's played the full season, take between three and five days off, Okay? And when I say take those days off, I don't mean do nothing. I don't mean put your feet up and just drink beer, eat food and not move. I mean do things that aren't football based, okay? So go swimming, go cycling, play tennis, go for walks. Jogging is fine as well. Light jogs. Even in the gym, it's fine. But just try and stay away from the movements that you would do normally throughout the season in football, you can still go and play fives and stuff with your mates, but just take it easy. Just have fun, relax, stay active. And it means when you go back to train properly again, you will be so hungry for it. You'll you'll be ready for it. And you'll find that you'll be able to push yourself further when you do go back. Hot is starting to come down to room temperature, thank God. So once you've got over that initial phase of five to 10 days of, of rest, but obviously still staying active, it's time for the rebuild. Now, the analogy I'm going to use here is like building a house. Okay? So say you have four to five weeks where you can work towards pre-season or the start of next season. The first thing you do when you build a house is you lay the foundations. Because if you do not lay the foundations, by the time you add start adding the stonework, by the time you start adding bricks, a roof, windows... The whole thing is going to come crashing down if there's not if there's not strong foundations. Yeah, it might stand up tall for a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two if you're lucky, but that house will f- come crashing to the ground if you don't if you do not have strong foundations. So, fundamentals of a footballer during the off season is strength. The foundations of your house is strength work. Strength work in the gym, strength work out in the pitch. So, strength work in the gym could include full body strength sessions. Not just doing bicep curls or calf raises. Try and do compound movements where you use two or more muscle groups in the movement. And lift heavy weights, low reps. You want to do this for two, three weeks if you have time. And onto the pitch, you want to do strength drills. Strength drills are change of direction because you build strength in your legs when you do this. Short and sharp work. For example, the most basic one would be to lay two cones 10 yards apart. And work up and back to them for 20 seconds and rest for 20 seconds okay you're going to feel the burn in your quads. this is going to build that strength you also want to add in a little bit of longer duration runs like four four fours if you don't know what four fours are it is four four minute runs with a minute to two minutes walk in between you try and hit three laps of an 11 a side pitch or one kilometre in the four minutes. This is gonna build that base endurance whilst building the strength in the legs through the gym work and the pitch chain direction work. So that is the foundations of your house. Step one in the rebuild phase. Step two begins on week two or week three. You're gonna start adding bricks to this building. You're gonna introduce resistance and the introduction of power, okay? So resistance is a different type of running. It's not the short and sharp chained direction. It is a little bit longer distances for example, the best example would be like a fullback getting up and down, okay? Or a midfielder getting up and down. Centre back going from 18-yard line to halfway to 18 yards. And what you want to do is you want to run for... The best example, okay, is 15 seconds on, 15 seconds off. Start at the 6-yard line, run to the other 6-yard line in 15 seconds. Take 15 seconds rest, run back. Do that 6 times. That is an example of a resistance drill. Okay, so you're not quite going max speed. You're going around 75% pace... And this resistance work, paired with your longer duration, like your four fours, with your strength work in the gym and on the pitch, will just bring you to that next level, getting you closer to training fitness and match fitness. You also want to add in some power work to the brick building stage. Okay, so power work it's just power work in the gym. You can also do it on the pitch. So it's starting to introduce more explosive movements with lighter weights, squat jumps, body weight jumps. You can do these on the pitch as well. Obviously, the body weight jumps, unless you've got a barbell handy, you can bring it down to the pitch. And that is the introduction of your resistance and intro- introduction of power. And that's when you start adding the bricks on. Next stage of the house build is throwing the roof on. So we have our foundations, we have our bricks. Are now adding the roof on it's starting to look like a proper structure in this in this stage you're going to add in speed work and you're going to add in more advanced power movements so the speed work is just sprinting on the pitch so we've got strength work longer duration work we've got resistance work and now we have speed work so speed work is just sprint work it could be 5 to 10 meter sprints 10 to 20 meter sprints the maximum you would go Forty-meter sprint max because you don't really sprint any further than that in a game. Start introducing those things, and then add to introduce more power work. So you could add in more advanced movements, single-leg step-ups with dumbbells or barbells, med ball slams. Just be creative with the power movements. And then after this, this is you. You're around week four, or week five now. Everything's starting to peak in terms of your fitness. You should be doing around three pitch sessions a week, combination of technical and fitness, with and without the ball. You should also be doing around two to three gym sessions by this point. This is all, hopefully if you have time, okay, you can get away with two of each if you don't have as much time. And the final stage of this house build is the finishings. You put all the finishing touches in, the windows, the doors, the door handles, the nice kitchen, the nice bathroom, the bed, furniture, comfy sofa, big telly to make everything perfect. And this is what you're going to do in the final week with your body before you go back to training and games. You're going to fine-tune all the aspects. I'm just I'm just looking out the window here because there's a window in our courtyard and, and I'm aware I'm sitting by myself talking to a camera on a microphone so it might look a bit strange and was someone walking past. Anyway, you're fine-tuning all the aspects. And this is essentially just touching on everything that you've done. So during that final week or final two weeks, you want to do a little bit of strength work, a little bit of resistance work, a little bit of speed work, a little bit of strength work, a little bit of power work. So maybe five sessions that week. And you can mix them into the same session. And that is how you would get in shape during off-season. That is exactly the kind of method I use with my players, in a uh, pre preseason program and the player program. And if that sounds like a lot of work, you should just let me do it for you on the player program or the pre preseason program. I'll leave the links below, but that's the kind of idea. Now, honestly, if I'm being fully honest, if you listen to what I've said there, if you go onto my YouTube channel, if you scroll through my TikTok and my Instagram, you could honestly, for free, put the perfect program together from the content that I've put out there. But it will take you a little bit longer to find it. But listen, if you are studious, you will find everything. You'll be able to build yourself a program from the content that I've put out. But as I said, if you can't be bothered, just, just let me know. What's up next? Yes, that's. What I, th- I quite like this analogy here, right? So, not just the physical aspect. So we're not just building a house, right? So say you build that house, but you forget to give it any electricity. You don't give it any power, and there's no running water. If you, if it doesn't, if a house doesn't have those things, it's very difficult to live in it. You can't drink water from the tap. When it gets dark, you have no lights. There's no heating. There's no television. There's no gas to cook your food. There's no fridge to keep everything cool. The same goes as a footballer, as as an athlete. And the electricity, the gas and the running water for a footballer is their sleep, their nutrition, their recovery. So if you are doing all the physical aspects that I just talked about over that five-week period, brilliant, but you're still missing around 30%, 40%, but you know what? I'd say it's 50-50. especially with nutrition and sleep. Recovery is a bit of an accessory thing, but sleep and nutrition—obviously, it comes under recovery. But I mean, active recovery for recovery. If you aren't sleeping properly, so if you're not going to sleep and waking up at a similar time most days and getting above minimum seven hours, then I don't think—I don't think you're giving yourself the best chance. I don't think you're gonna—I don't think you're gonna be a success. I'm sorry, I just don't. If you're not taking those things seriously, there's no point in even doing the physical stuff. And listen, I'm not saying you have to be perfect every single day, but if you're perfect at least 80 to 90% of the time, then you're giving yourself a really good chance. Recovery, it's active work, so in the pool, on the bike, foam rolling, stretching, another really important aspect. And that stuff is essentially your electricity and your running water. Don't have them, there's no point in doing the rest. The little thing I added on at the end here, but it's not little, it's quite big, is visualising your game and how you should play and the things that you should do. And one of the ways that you can do this is think back to games and training sessions where you've done something really well. Don't think about the bad stuff, only think about the good stuff and visualise how you felt in that moment. How was your body shape? If you you were a fullback, was it, okay, in, in that game last week, I checked off really well. I looked as if I was going to make an overlap. I checked back again to get the ball off the centre-back. I lost the winger and it gave us time to pass the ball out from the back. Or maybe it was an overlapping run. You timed it to perfection. You got onto a ball that was being played through in between the left-back and the left centre-back by the midfielder. And you whipped it in right across the six-yard line in between the keeper and the centre-back. Perfect. So think about good moments that you've done in training and games. Maybe it was a tackle, a header, a goal. Think about those things and visualise them do, visualize doing them more often in the training session that you're about to do or in the next game, on your way to the next game. And the other thing I would say is watch watch first-team players. So it could be the team that you support. It could be players that you admire or players that play in your position. Watch what they do and try and, try and do it. Now, obviously, if you are watching Messi, it's going to be difficult to replicate Messi. But things that you can replicate are things like work rate, intensity, um positions they take up on the pitch, runs that they make, the communication that they offer, so you can replicate things that first team players do, so that's what I would say in terms of away from the pitch, those things are super important, 15 minutes in, not bad, we're getting through a lot here, now I, want, I wanted to go into more specifics in terms of nutrition, whilst I'm drinking a hot chocolate and eating chocolate, that's not very good Sam, But because I do the right thing 80 to 90% of the time, I can afford this little hot chocolate. So, I get a lot of questions about nutrition. How much should I be eating? I want to bulk up. I want to lose weight. I want to stay the same. I want to get stronger. Every question you can imagine about nutrition, I get in my DMs. So, I'm going to tell you what I do with the players that I work with and also what I do for myself. So, depending on what you want to achieve, you first of all have to work out how many calories you need. This is all nutrition, by the way. So, the first thing I would do is use the GSA calorie calculator, G-S-A or J-S-A, or J S A calorie calculator. So you want to jump on to Google, type that in. It's uh, it's another it's a personal trainer's website called James Smith, and oh, and his calorie calculator is is very good you three options you can maintain weight you can build muscle or you can lose weight so it really depends what your goals are you put in your height you put in your weight you put in your age you put in your activity levels and be really honest when you do put these in and it will out a number now whatever that number gives you don't take it 100% to a T, because footballers can be more flexible than general population because general population aren't fueling themselves for performance you are so you have got room to play with but as the whatever number it gives you take that as a ballpark And whatever protein grams it gives you, add on 10, 20 or 30 because protein you should be eating as much as you can as a footballer for recovery. So once you've got this number, you then want to start tracking. So write it down somewhere. And then I want you to track what you're eating day to day for at least five to seven days. And then by the end of that week, add up your calories, add up your protein, divide it by seven, and it'll give you an average. Now compare that average to the number that you've got and depending on whether or not you want to lose weight you might have to drop down what you're normally doing after recording for a week if you want to stay the same then make it more in line with the maintenance weight that you got from gsa and maybe make it somewhere in between uh, what you're doing just now if you want to gain muscle you might have to eat a little bit more it might not be as much as the gsa calorie calculator because ultimately you don't want to overfeed or force feed yourself food so that is the way i work out my calories And as a footballer, I think you have room to play with. Generally though, if you're between the ages of 18 to 30, somewhere in the region of 2,500 calories to 3,000, 3,500 calories is probably the kind of ballpark you want to be looking at. And that is for players who are training more than four or five times per week in the gym and on the pitch. And that's for players who want to maintain their weight, maybe build a bit of muscle, For players that want to lose a little bit of weight, it might be a little bit underneath that. And again, footballers can be more flexible because you have days where you leap more, maybe on a day after a game when you're refueling, or maybe there'll be a day where you eat less, where maybe you've got a couple of days off, so you reduce your calories. And only be really strict if you want to trim down. And the last thing I would say on nutrition is the cookie example. So... Say you've been given a calorie target in the region of 2,500 calories, okay? And this is a calorie deficit. So say your maintenance is 3,000 calories and you've been given an example, you've been given a calorie target of 2,500. If you were to eat 2,500 calories that day of cookies and 2,500 calories per day of three meals, different, varied, nutritious carbs, protein and veg and fruit and veg... You would still achieve the same results after 7, 14, 21 days because all all your body really clocks in terms of gaining muscle and uh, gaining fat, losing fat is the number of calories in versus the number of calories out. So although it would have the same calorific effect, you would feel like a bag of shit because if you eat 2500 calories worth of cookies, there's no nutrients in there, there's nothing that your body actually needs. So that's why I would never advise that and that's why nobody really does that. Whereas if you're eating 2,500 calories of varied protein, varied veg and fruit, varied carb sources, you're going to feel pretty good. So remember that you're going to feel energised as well. And the last thing I would say is just just going back over the fact that the kind of house analogy, building the house with the four or five weeks that you have pre-season training, um, and also the running water and electricity with the sleep, nutrition, recovery. If that isn't enough for you in terms of advice, go and watch my YouTube uh, physical Footballers Physical Checklist because that contains more in-depth information on the specifics in each of these categories. Go and look at my TikToks, go and look at my Instagram videos because you will find ideas in there that you, that you can use for putting together a training program for yourself. And the last thing I'm going to say is, if you can't do this... That is why I'm here. That is why I'm working with players. Not only to give them a program that they can follow, but to educate them educate them on why, uh, why you're doing certain things on the pitch and the gym. And also to build a good coaching relationship with them and ultimately to motivate them and help inspire them along the way. And when people finish working with me, I want them in a year's time to still, I can guarantee you, they'll still be doing some of the things that they did with me um, in the program because I, talk, I still talk to the players that I worked with um, a year ago, the first the first few players in the player programme, which is really cool. Oh, and I have one more point here. During your off-season, do not go back to pre-season like match fit. You want to leave a little 10% in the bag because when you go back for pre-season, you'll still be working really hard, doing extra runs, playing loads of games. And that's where you get your final 10% of, of fitness is in your team's preseason. The four or five weeks before, you want to be sitting at like 80, 90%. By the time you go back into preseason, building yourself up after your after your break from like 10 or 20% fitness, all the way back up to 80 or 90 in that four or five week period, and leaving that 10% for when you go back to training, because that's when you'll get that final 10%. You don't want to burn out early. I remember a Celtic coach, Stevie Frail, telling me this because I was quite a physical player. And he spoke to me at the end of one season one year and said he made a mistake when he was a young player and that he went, or maybe maybe he was telling me a story about another, I think it was him actually, he said he came back one pre-season like shredded in the best shape of his life. And he said after six weeks, he was finished, burnt out, because he'd done far too much in the off-season. So always remember that, always save a little bit in the tank for when you go back for pre-season. And that that is it. That's all I've got to say to you today in that kind of off-season, pre-season episode. So as always, thank you to G4 Claims for looking after me with the hot chocolates and the small chocolates and the beautiful studio and equipment. And thank you as always to the sponsors, the big sponsors of this podcast, which can be found on samwardup.com, pre-pre-season program or the player program or any of my other programs on there. So if you want to check them out, you can check them out. Thank you for listening and... You'll hear from me very soon. Goodbye.